You're listening to Talk Daredevil, the official podcast of the Save Daredevil campaign. Welcome to a very special episode of Talk Daredevil. By the time this episode releases, we're going to be celebrating an incredible milestone, the third anniversary of the Save Daredevil campaign. I'm Phyllis, and to help me break down some of the memories and things we're looking forward to in the near future, I'm joined by some fantastic members of the team. I'm Christine. Hey, this is Christina. And this is Aisha. Great. So we're going to keep the agenda for this one pretty loose, but um, I think it'd be a great starting point for us to just talk about really what this past year has been. And um, I don't know that we've ever talked about this at length, but I'd really love to start at our last anniversary which is when we did our um, trending event for the end of the two-year moratorium. Boy, did we trend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, a, it's weird to think that that's been a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, it feels very recent. Right. It, and that could be for various reasons, like all the chatter that's happening right now, but we can talk about that a little bit later. I remember we recorded our podcast, kind of our second anniversary podcast, and we, we talked about that we were going to do this whole trending event and we put a lot of planning and time and effort into it and like it happened fans came and delivered it was truly an incredible experience it was several weeks of effort yeah it was uh, had a bigger impact than i think uh, either any of us imagined so uh that was amazing of course i mean you can you can see now with with the recent trends too that there's so much audience and fan demand for for the show. And we really noticed that uh, last year as well. I think I remember there were a couple of articles written about it. The fact that the moratorium was ending and that it trended. It was a big deal. I think what was really cool about um, that whole experience too was if you were a fan of Daredevil and you knew that cancellation happened um, and you kind of knew the broad strokes that there was this moratorium, then you were probably aware of our campaign. And, you know, for the past three years, we have encountered a very broad range of opinions about this. So we're not going to get too much into that. But I think it was really a nice reminder um, when we did trend to everyone, you know, to us to start, you know, just knowing that, wow, we can still have this kind of impact to just fans of Daredevil who maybe had not been super aware um, of what we've been doing. And you know, to the, like, the Daredevil fans who maybe were naysayers, like, you know. Like, I think everyone was really kind of shocked, but also really pleasantly surprised to see the turnout and the support. And gosh, you know, after the year, this past year, essentially 2021, it was a bit of an odd year. And I think it was really nice that we had that trending event um, happen at the end of 2020 to kind of like sustain us through the following months. Yeah. I also think it's it's kind of uh, important to remind ourselves and others that this has been kind of an unusual Save Our Show campaign from the get-go since we knew we had this two-year moratorium uh, and that we were talking last year about how, uh, I mean, the first two years have been about sort of maintaining fan interest and just kind of keeping 
keeping our voices out there and making sure we're seen and heard. But as we've entered it this year, it's become more sort of, a, I guess, a, a traditional, well, not a traditional Save Our Show campaign. I mean, we, I, of course, we feel like we're, we're special and this is a special show, but uh, the stakes are a little different now. And now it's, you know, it's real. Um, yeah, we're not just waiting or biding our time until the contracts or whatever the moratorium um, has ended. So, yeah, I mean, it's still waiting, but a different kind of waiting. Right. Yeah. Feels kind of like a dream. Like it's been three years that we've been doing this. It's, it's quite, you know, mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, again, sometimes things seem like they happened so recently, but the start of this campaign does seem like it was a very long time ago. <laughs> so that's yeah. one thing that does not feel like yesterday. It definitely feels like it was years and it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. And we just had a three year anniversary of, um, uh, well, not the cancellation, because that came later. Uh, and that was the story of our campaign, but the anniversary of, of season three. Yeah. 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 So. And Safe Daredevil trended on yeah. that day. And I I was surprised. I don't know if any of you guys were expecting mm. that. I was not quite expecting when that happened, but that was exciting. Yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot of just kind of spontaneous chatter. Like whenever there's something, some reason, anything for sort of the, the campaign or the, the fandom to latch onto, there's going to be some, some buzz out on social media, which is fantastic to see. Anytime there is something new, um, Marvel, yeah. you know, news out or something new, um, introduction to a new character or a show, there's always Daredevil. People are talking about it. And it's just interesting that we're recording this um, November 13th, so early to mid-November. Um, hopefully by the time this releases, it will be end of November. But, you know, this is coming off of a very interesting week um, for a Daredevil fan. There has been a lot of conversation this week. Daredevil, I think Daredevil, Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock, and Save Daredevil have like taken turns trending all week. And to kind of go back to my point about kind of how we started out this whole year uh, with this like huge explosion of excitement and hype and support, and then it kind of became very quiet because we sort of had to enter this new stage, as Christine said, of a little bit more of a traditional waiting period for a Save Our Show campaign, because now we were not dealing with contractual restrictions from the previous contract. We're, we're waiting to see if our show can be saved. We're waiting to see if Marvel Studios and Disney and the powers that be will do something about it. And for a while, it was just quiet. And that was what we expected. But it was an interesting stage for us because um, we had spent so much kind of nonstop effort making sure that fans knew what we were doing, why we were here, um, trying to keep that conversation alive that like, hey, Daredevil is a show that is worth saving and we just have to get to this moratorium ending um, and hopefully we'll see something happen. And there were points, I think, where fans were like, hey, are you guys still, you know, like what's going on? Like it's been a little quiet. And part of that's just real life. You know, we're all people with lives and were busy. Um, but that was also because there just wasn't much to talk about at pretty long stretches of time over 2021. Right. And we also haven't had comic cons the way we used to either. So I think there have been fewer, we're like in, you know, <laughs> this pandemic has been going on for almost two years. That's another issue too. I think if there were more, uh, if we had gone back to normal more on that front, but like if there had been San Diego Comic Conference this summer, that would have been a big moment um, 
two where I mean there, there's going to be chatter and um, and and stuff. So yeah, so that affects it also that it's just things are more quiet all around, even in the entertainment yes. sector. Yeah, but you know we have definitely seen as the industry has shifted a little bit more towards normal operating procedure, movies being back in the theaters. I mean, I'm sure everyone who might listen to this podcast has been keenly aware of like all the conversation around Spider-Man No Way Home, (laughs) Um, which again is partially why Daredevil trended so hard this week to begin with. Um, We won't won't really talk in depth about that, but there were some leaks and there was naturally some excitement that followed that. But yeah, so now now I think we're entering yet another stage, um, yet another kind of shift in the campaign. And maybe like we can talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. Should we call it the moment of truth or? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nice. That sounds very um, official. And like also talking of chatter about and then, you know, slowly normalization of things happening. And as Christine mentioned, then, you know, a few months ago, there were no Comic-Cons happening. But a few weeks ago, a Comic-Con did happen. And MCM London and Charlie and Deborah were there. And just, you know, even though we did not have official uh, videos from the panel, we got some clips that people recorded. And there has been a lot of, lot of chatter that generated from there and a lot of clickbait headlines as well. That's so. true. <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, shout out to our lovely team member, Amy. Yeah. Those in the UK was able to represent our campaign, speak with Charlie, who was, again, kind and generous and wonderful and mm-hmm. who, who told her hey, I'm going to shout out, I'm going to shout you guys out on stage. And he's a gentleman and he did. And he did. That was that was so wonderful because again, like you're right, Christine, not having those opportunities the past couple of years, I didn't realize like how how much those were missed until, oh, we finally have them again. Um, so that was incredible. And what you're saying though, um, Aisha, with all the clickbait headlines, that that is also another reason why Daredevil was trending this week. Not just not just the Spider-Man leaks, but there was a writer uh, named David Hayter, who I believe his credits include like the X-Men movies, the kind of the earlier ones. Um, nerdier people than I will have more insight on his um, credentials. But literally like in passing, he mentioned that he had, he had heard about a Daredevil reboot. From there, someone who happened to have watched that panel was like, he's just confirmed a Daredevil reboot and thus the Twitter game of telephone <laughs> you can so that you know it's like it's so interesting because we love seeing we love seeing people get excited about Daredevil and and the prospect of Charlie returning as Daredevil as Matt Murdock but you know it's a good opportunity for us to talk about like to talk about just the chatter that's come out of it and like how we relate to it as a campaign um I think to start, and please feel free to jump in, I think it's a good reminder to those of you who follow us or those of you who might be, oh, rediscovering that, hey, we're a campaign and we're still here. Um, I know a lot of people wonder, like, why don't you guys talk about X, Y, and Z? Um, Why have you not reposted this rumor? Why have you not addressed this comment? And I think it all goes back to the fact that we believe in using our platform in like a responsible way and not adding to these endless cycles, it feels like, of 
misinformation and like fake headlines. And literally with this case with David Hayter, he tweeted, I don't even know, it must not have been that long because all the headlines already came out. But he was like, hey, I did not say that. I thought I had read it in the trades. Clearly, I didn't. I'm just a fan. I don't know anything more than the rest of you. And a couple of places were like, oh, we're retracting this article or we're retracting the statement we made, but we're not going to we're not going to delete the statement. We're going to leave that out there so that it can keep gaining clicks and um, eyeballs. But no one sees the correction. You know, no one sees the fact that David is like, hey, I don't know what happened, but I that's not what I meant. You know, like I'm I'm still seeing headlines talking about the first, you know, the fake news. Um, and not the correction. So their fans were still retweeting that. I had a friend who just messaged me that article today saying, I'm sure you've seen this, but, and I got to reply with uh, David's tweet saying, nope. And uh, it's it's so true. He came out and said, this is what I said. I did not, I think he specifically said, I do not have any inside information. He was just a fan who heard the rumor like anybody else. But so few people actually saw that. And so many people saw all of those other articles that came out previously. Yeah, I think it's, it's a, you know, we have the benefit of not being in the clickbait business we are not, you know, for profit in any way. We are not, um, I mean, we're a fan campaign. We have our, you know, stated goals and we want you to be able to trust the information that we put out there. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we don't read all of the same news that our fans do. And we we try to stay very much on top of everything, which is also why I think it gives us an opportunity to kind of had this sort of bird's eye view of a lot of the things that are going on. And it gives us reason for, I mean, I think it's it's also important to point out that we, along with many other fans right now, are generally very optimistic about, yes, something possibly being in the works. Without knowing anything, we're looking at the same kinds of, of sources and some are more reliable than others. But uh, I mean, yes, I do think there's cause for for optimism, but we also need to be and maybe extra careful with how we how we sort of handle our own platform and and uh, how we address rumors and what we choose to sort of amplify and and not. So if you think we're being sort of a little bit conservative in that on that point, um, I mean, there's a reason for that, and that's because we want you to be able to uh, to trust our messaging and trust that we have done our homework and taken in all points of view. Right, and again, you just have to look at all the things that have been flying around this past week. Again, the the week of um, the eighth or the ninth, you know, just how easily everything just goes off track. If we decide to tweet something and we decide to um, amplify something, it's because it's something that we stand by, you know. So that's it's a good reminder when you are checking us out, when you're when you're reading through our feeds, when you're reading our tweets, when you see us retweet links, you know, it's stuff that we at least done our research and our homework, and we believe it's something that we can trust, and that's why we're sharing it with you. Yeah, so it's interesting. I've had uh, fans reach out to me directly on social media, and some of the engagements have been really positive and some have been almost frantic. I remember one guy after the whole David Hayter tweet happened saying, which one is true? Which one is true? What, you know, which is it being rebooted? Isn't it? And I had to kind of talk this guy down and say, we don't know. We have, we have no inside information. And that's what Mr. Hayter, I hope I'm saying your name correctly, sir. 
that's what he was saying is he doesn't have any inside information. And uh, some engagements are less than positive, let's just say. I've had a couple of people, I think one was regarding the Hawkeye rumor and one was regarding the No Way Home rumor. A couple of people say, boy, are you going to feel stupid when you realize that these rumors are true? And honestly, if we get some of these actors back in these roles and they show up on screen in a Marvel project, I'm not going to feel stupid. I'm going to feel awesome. I'm going to feel fantastic. I'm going to love it. Just us saying this rumor has not been confirmed, that does not mean we think it's false. It means this is a rumor. The trades have not confirmed it. Marvel has not confirmed it. The actors have not confirmed it. In the case of No Way Home, Sony has not confirmed it. No one's confirmed it. So let's all hold on and see what happens. So that's important too. It's not a bad thing to get hope from these rumors, to say, oh my gosh, I hope this is true. That's not a bad thing at all. Just keep in mind that we really can't say confirmed until one of the trades confirms it. Or until he shows up, in which case yeah. it will be confirmed. You know, we might never we might never get a trade confirmation on this movie, which is fine because it comes out pretty darn soon. <laughs> um, but I think it goes back to our conversation about like making the distinction between like what we consider to be responsible sharing and what isn't responsible. Well, also over the years. Um, this year has been a little bit different. This year, the rumors seem to be getting a little bit more focused. They seem to be a little more specific. But if we looked at every single rumor since the cancellation, they can't all be true because they outright contradict themselves. You know, we used to see in the same day, Daredevil's being recast, completely starting from scratch, right next to Daredevil season four coming, you know, so they they literally cannot be all true. But this year, they do seem to be a lot more focused about very specific things. Yeah, there's a pattern emerging that wasn't there before. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, like you said, like we 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 get all of the rumors. If we don't see them ourselves, we have them sent to us. And I mean, it it doesn't take long for a new rumor that pops up to you know pop up on our screens too. Uh, so we're well aware aware of them, which is also why it's. Uh, why we do have this history of looking back at, at rumors that are, of course, blatantly false. But but yes, there is a certain pattern emerging that wasn't there before, and and we're hopeful that it's gonna it's gonna shake out. Yeah, and this is a good time to um to springboard off of that thought. Just the fact that this campaign has evolved with every data point we've been able to collect as things have sort of sharpened a little bit in focus, narrowed a little bit in focus as far as what people are talking about, what kind of things are being churned through the rumor mill. You know, in the very beginning of this campaign, we had a very specific goal. First of all, we just wanted to get to the moratorium, <laughs> but we wanted to see the same cast, same creative team, same crew return for a continuation of this show, same rating. There were lots of asks there. And the reason why was, one, we wanted that. <laughs> That was something we dearly wanted, especially because the show got canceled very unjustly in our eyes, but also because it was a it was a focused goal that I think a lot of people could understand. It wasn't this nebulous like, oh, just save Daredevil. What does that mean? Well, we defined what that meant. 
like we had our cast, like our cast and our crew, we, we considered that crew to be our own. And we wanted to, you know, be supportive and protective and amplify our thoughts about, you know, why we want them to be together and to tell Marvel and Disney that, hey, this, this crew that you had was fantastic, amazing, and it gave us a great show. So this is what we want continued. And so that's what we focused on in the beginning. But obviously, things have not necessarily changed, but we have been at this for three years now, and naturally, our goals will shift. Um, Our expectations will also shift with them. Yeah, well, there's this saying, shoot for the moon, you might hit the stars. So we know when we started this out, it was same cast, same crew, same creative team, same TVA-rated show. We wanted a long-form show. We didn't want like a short movie. And the reason we were saying this is that we wanted Marvel to take a look at what made that show so popular and to stick to it. We didn't want them to think, oh, people want Daredevil. Okay, we'll give them Daredevil. We'll give him this other actor uh, in this other story, in this, you know, in this different situation. There are people out there who just love the character of Daredevil and will be excited no matter what. But there is a large portion of the population who got excited about Daredevil because of this show specifically. And so we really wanted to say, Marvel, when we say save Daredevil, this is the Daredevil that people are excited about. If he returns, this is the Daredevil people expect to see. This is the kind of feeling that you get from watching this show. And we want them even now to have that realization, to realize that portrayal of this character means so much to people. We're not naive. We know we're not going to bully Marvel into giving us exactly what we want because we said so, you know, we, but we want them to realize what the fans love. And if we don't say it, how are they supposed to know? So, yeah, you know, so when people are like, hey, Daredevil's already saved. Like, what's the big deal? Again, first of all, nothing's been confirmed. <laughs> Second of all, we we are very hopeful that we're going to get some of the things that we've always wanted from this campaign, right? If the rumors bear out and we see what we are hoping to see on screen soon, that will be extremely exciting to this campaign. That being said, maybe we're not going to be asking for the exact same list we asked for three years ago. But we are still going to have a bit of a list for the reasons that you share, Christina, because we believe that there is enough of an emotional connection to this show, to how this show portrayed Daredevil and its supporting cast, that we want to keep reminding Marvel that until, until we see a confirmation that there will be a solo project, these are the things we really, really, really want to see. You know, so we've internally have talked about how can we support um, the idea of bringing the rest of the cast back, you know, because. Daredevil is more than just Charlie Cox, is more than just Matt Murdock. Daredevil is the people around him as well. And if you don't ask for it, we don't, you know, if you don't shout out, then why would Marvel care? I mean, I'm, I mean, Marvel still cares. Yes, Daredevil is always important. But like, you know, we were talking previously, I still come across comments from people who say, oh, these campaigns and these petitions never work. 
And the thing is, the petition, that's another shout out from the fans, right? Uh, the petition is not just numbers. It's also a focused um, ask from the fans. And if the petition, petition wasn't there or if the campaign wasn't there, then everyone would be just shouting out in, into the void. You need a focused energy. And that's what the campaign provided. There's a certain amount of irony in the fact that we we get these kinds of very polarized messages from from different uh, people who, on the one hand, you have the people who are who are saying, "Oh, give up, you won already," or even saying like, "Oh, it's going to happen, and it was always going to happen regardless," which is also kind of, I mean, sure, that, that's an opinion you're allowed to have, but we don't agree. Uh, we do feel that that like we there's a purpose of this campaign, and then on the other hand, you have the people who are telling us to give up because it's it's a lost cause, and we still hear from both of these sides. and uh, And I think if if you're in one of these camps, you may not really be aware of the people in the other camp. But we're we're trying to sort of um, we exist here here uh, in the in the middle and are are very hopeful. But I think as much as as um, I mean, some of the things that Christina was talking about, about the kind of very specific messaging that we had early on, uh, even though I, I think we've gradually sort of become more open-minded to the idea that we realize that it's not going to be like an exact season four that follows from the season three. Uh, that very strict goal is probably a, sort of a sort of a lost cause at this point. However, I think we've always been very clear on in pointing out what was so great about the show to begin with. We are pointing very um, definitively to a sort of a heart and soul of this incarnation of the character with, you know, Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock and the, the team of actors and characters around him, that there was a certain magic in that. And that is the magic that we want back. If that magic uh with these characters can exist in a slightly different form, but we still recognize it as, yeah, that's our team. Those are the people we saw on screen, um, you know, uh, three years ago and more. And this is the same, it has the same kind of tone, the same kind of just spirit to it. And these, re- these characters are recognizable as the same characters. I think, I mean, that in itself would be a huge win. There's like a huge range of uh, how a daredevil return could look. And it ranges from, you know, Ralph Boner to season four. And I don't think we're going to get either of those extremes, but uh, there, there is a very wide space in there in which we can work. And one, one thing that kind of bothered me, but the people who are saying, I don't want anyone to try to revive this show because Disney is going to ruin it. I would say nothing will take away the three seasons we got ever. They exist. They're brilliant. We love them. And why not let them try? Not to mention those were still Disney sanctioned seasons. So they were. If you look at the credits, it says produced by Marvel Television and ABC Productions. But understand the sentiment. But yeah. All right, so I think we're going to start wrapping up, but how about to end this? Let's talk about what might be on the horizon for the Save Daredevil campaign um, to kind of pull your words from the beginning of this pod, Christine. It does feel as if we are on the cusp of um, a moment of truth. 
Yeah. So, I mean, we are sort of in this kind of limbo right now where we are surrounded by rumors, some of them more credible than others. And I mean, we are, of course, hopeful that um, at least some of these rumors will turn out to be true. I mean, of course, these rumors are associated with shows and movies that, you know, are set to premiere very soon. So we do have, there will be a time where if this is like, you know, Schrodinger's Daredevil, there will be a time when we open the box and check to see whether the proverbial cat is dead or alive. And that that moment is coming relatively soon. And that will also, what happens then will, of course, dictate a lot of what the, the next few months will look like for the campaign. That's right. We we have a lot of thoughts, we have a lot of ideas, but it really kind of just depends on what happens next. The great thing, though, is that we've said stuff like this before, and sometimes next is like next year or two. Um, so it's quite a lovely change to be able to say, you know, what's going to happen in the next month? <laughs> yeah. um, so for that, I am extremely for that. I'm extremely grateful. But yeah, so, you know, anticipate that you will be hearing from us perhaps more than you have heard from us in a while, um, especially over the course of this year. We do anticipate that we're going to get together, record some more podcasts, maybe do some YouTube live streams on our YouTube channel, especially if there are things of great interest to discuss quickly. We're, we're probably going to also reach out to you guys because um, we would love to hear if things do bear out the way that we hope, you know, whether you want us to talk openly and quickly, or if you'd like us to give a little bit of time so people who can't rush to watch this programming and this content, you know, they have a little bit of time to catch up. We do want to be respectful of um, the fandom. But um, in general, you'll be hearing from us. <laughs> I say that in yes. a very non-threatening way, though. <laughs> right. In a way where you're anticipating with excitement and not Right. There are ways to avoid us if you don't want to hear from us. But if if you do follow all of, all of our social media, we're going to assume that you want to hear from us. Right. We'll, we'll have spoiler warnings. Don't worry. For sure. For sure. Definitely. All right. So I think that kind of wraps it up. Thank you again for joining me on this podcast. Uh, it's really a lot of fun to be able to do this um, and just talk campaign stuff. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you're following us on social media. You can find us on all the main platforms. Um, and since we did mention YouTube, potentially you'll be seeing some more content from us over there in December. Do make sure you're subscribed or at least just know where we are. Um, our username there is Save Daredevil. And in the meantime, we'd love to hear your thoughts, especially, again, this is going to be coming out for the three-year anniversary. So if you have anything to share with us about really what the last three years have been like or what. Um, the campaign has meant to you we would love to hear those things so feel free to come into um, our social media accounts leave some comments um, and replies um, we would love to read them remember murdoch's always get back up thanks for listening everyone bye thank you. bye thank you for listening to talk daredevil the official podcast of the save daredevil campaign for more information on save daredevil please visit our website at savedaredevil.com Remember, Murdoch's always get back up.